better way to begin a spiritual conversation? Michael Gleghorn helps you to do just that. Now on Probe. If you're a Christian, you probably wrestle from time to time with how best to share your faith with non-Christian friends and family. I mean, let's face it, we often want to share our faith, but we're a bit confused, maybe even overwhelmed, with how to go about it in a natural and non-threatening way. Is there a way to have spiritual conversations naturally? According to Doug Pollock, the answer is yes, and it all begins with something he calls God space. I often wonder, he says, what would happen if the body of Christ could create low-risk, high-grace places for people to pursue their need to have spiritual conversations. But Doug not only wonders about it, he's also spent the better part of his adult life actually doing it, and training others to do it too. Although he's had many roles, he's probably best known for his work as an author, speaker, and evangelism trainer for Athletes in Action. His passion, however, is pointing people to Christ through spiritual conversations, in which people have the freedom to simply be themselves. You see, Doug believes that people actually want and even need to have such conversations. Moreover, they're often even willing to have them. The problem, of course, is that such conversations can often seem intimidating, even threatening to both Christian and non-Christian alike. So Doug advocates creating a safe space in which to have such conversations. But he warns us that for many non-Christians in our world today, the church is often not perceived as safe. Hence, he says, if we want to reach people for Christ, then we've got to go to them and help create a safe space for spiritual conversations right where they are. Doug calls it God space, a space where God is encountered in ways that address the longings and cries of the heart. In God space, the unworthy feel safe enough to bring their real selves into the light and to journey one step at a time toward the magnetic pull they feel in their souls. It's a space where spiritual curiosity is aroused and the message of Christianity becomes plausible. Sound like something you'd be interested in learning more about? Then be sure to tune in the rest of the week as we consider Doug's book in more detail. This has been Probe with your host, Michael Gleghorn. Let's face it, we can all do better when it comes to starting a conversation about Jesus. Find out more by getting your free copy of Michael's script, Godspace, at probe.org. Again, that's probe.org. Then join us next time as we proclaim the truth, God's truth, here on Probe. This week, we're considering Doug Pollock's book, God Space. Doug offers some great advice about how to have natural, non-threatening spiritual conversations with those who don't know Christ. Before discussing this advice in more detail, however, we first need to pause and consider some of the ways in which we might unintentionally shut down or kill a spiritual conversation before it even has a chance to get going. Doug describes 10 spiritual conversation killers in his book. Now, we can't discuss them all, but we'll at least mention a few of them. To get started, think of the non-Christian people you know and interact with on a somewhat regular basis. How many of them would be interested in having a low-risk, high-grace spiritual conversation with you? If your answer is few to none of them, then you might be guilty of the most basic spiritual conversation killer of them all, an unbelieving heart. If we assume that the non-Christians we know aren't interested in talking about spiritual things, then we probably won't have many spiritual conversations with them.
And Doug says this is a big mistake. I've had spiritual conversations with people all over the world, he writes, including the supposed tough places. I think it's because the Holy Spirit has given me a conviction that if God has put eternity in every person's heart, which is what Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us, then all people were made for spiritual conversations. So let's not kill an opportunity for spiritual conversations because of unbelief. Instead, let's assume that if we approach such conversations wisely, we'll find people eager to talk with us. Okay, so how do we approach such conversations wisely? In my opinion, the best way to have good spiritual conversations is simply to apply some of the very same principles that go into having good conversations of any sort. For example, how well would my conversation go if I was disrespectful of the other person's beliefs or opinions? Or what if I came across as harsh, combative, or domineering? Would such conversations be successful? Probably not. And if that's the case with everyday conversations, then it's probably the case with spiritual conversations too. So if we want to have good spiritual conversations, we need to be humble, gracious, and polite. If not, we'll probably kill whatever spiritual conversations we might otherwise have had. And when that happens, no one wins. This week we're discussing Doug Pollock's book, God Space, where spiritual conversations happen naturally. Doug has four great chapters on noticing, serving, listening, and wondering your way into spiritual conversations. If you want to be better equipped to wisely engage others in spiritual conversations, then please get a copy of Doug's book and read these chapters for yourself. For our purposes today, let's direct our attention to that final chapter, which involves wondering our way into spiritual conversations. Of all the things you'll read in this book, Doug tells us, this chapter holds the most promise if you truly want to see the quality and quantity of your spiritual conversations increase. So how does it work? How do we wonder our way into spiritual conversations? As Doug lays it out for us, there are essentially two steps. First, we have to be really good listeners. If we're not actively listening to what people are telling us, then we're not going to have much to wonder about. That's because we wonder our way into spiritual conversations by asking good questions about what another person is telling us. That's step two. After listening carefully to what the other person is saying, we begin to wonder out loud by asking questions that are relevant to the conversation we're having. According to Doug, good wondering questions will flow naturally out of your context and conversations. They reveal that you have listened thoughtfully. They are open-ended and promote more dialogue and reflection. They probe sensitively and reflectively into someone's belief systems. And finally, such questions encourage others to investigate the Christian life for themselves. So by listening carefully and asking good, wondering questions about what we're being told, we can open the door to all sorts of spiritual conversations. Doug even offers some examples of good ways to start wondering. Suppose your conversation partner has made an interesting claim or expressed an intriguing perspective on some issue. You might respond by saying, that's an interesting perspective. I'm wondering how you arrived at that conclusion. Notice how such a question not only demonstrates an interest in and respect for the other person and their views, it also serves to keep the conversation moving forward in a positive direction. Indeed, once you get the knack of listening carefully and asking good wondering questions, who knows how many spiritual conversations you might find yourself having. This week, we're talking about Doug Pollock's book, 
God Space, which aims to help us have more and better spiritual conversations with those who are not yet Christians. Today we'll discuss Doug's advice about bringing the Bible into our conversations. The Word of God is powerful. Paul describes it as the sword of the Spirit, and the author of Hebrews tells us it can judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Indeed, it's partly because the Bible is so powerful that we need to be careful about the way in which we bring it into our conversations. As Doug reminds us, if people sense you're trying to use the Bible as an authoritative crowbar to beat them into submitting to your viewpoint, your conversation is likely over. However, if you humbly ask for permission to introduce the scriptures into your dialogue, deep spiritual magic begins to happen. The key point here, of course, is asking for permission. This is important, and Doug encourages us to always make a habit of it. After all, if the person has given you permission to share something from the Bible, then they won't feel awkward or threatened when you do so. And if they haven't given you permission, then it's probably better just to wait and pray for a more opportune time. Okay, that sounds good, but how can we know when it's right to ask for permission? Here we need a measure of wisdom and even plain common sense. In general, however, when the person expresses an interest in some issue about which the Bible speaks, it might be a good time to ask for permission to share what the Bible says. Doug gives the example of talking with some non-Christian college students about the meaning of love. The students were intensely interested in this topic, but they were having a hard time defining what the word even meant. After discussing the issue for a bit, Doug asked for permission to share what the Bible has to say about love. Having gotten their permission, he directed them to the famous love passage in 1 Corinthians 13. Primed and ready, the students eagerly listened to what the Bible had to say. Its message had suddenly become relevant to them, for it spoke directly to an issue about which they cared deeply. If we could learn how to introduce the Bible like that, our non-Christian friends might be more eager to hear what it says. Tomorrow we'll conclude our discussion of Doug's book by considering missed opportunities and burned bridges. We've been discussing Doug Pollock's book, God Space, where spiritual conversations happen naturally. We've considered several ways to improve our conversations, but it's easy to make mistakes. So today we'll consider Doug's advice about missed opportunities and burned bridges. Can missed opportunities be reclaimed and burned bridges be rebuilt? And if so, then how do we do it? Let's first consider missed opportunities. Suppose you had a conversation with a neighbor who made a comment that left a wide-open door for spiritual conversation, and you said, nothing. We've probably all had conversations like this. Maybe the comment caught us off guard and we just weren't sure how to respond. Or maybe we felt too tired, or scared, or something else. Whatever the reason, we can reclaim such missed opportunities. It's often not even that hard. Doug tells of missing out on a great opportunity, because he just wasn't sure what to say. About a month later, however, he got another opportunity. He told the person that he had been thinking a lot about a comment which they had previously made. Intrigued, the person asked what it was, and almost immediately they were right back where they had left off a month earlier. Okay, that's the easy one. But what if we didn't remain silent? What if we said the wrong thing, and now feel like we've burned our bridges with another person? Granted, this is more difficult. But Doug throws down a challenge. For once we recognize and admit our mistakes to ourselves, we can then confess it to God 
and bring the issue before him in prayer. After praying about it, Doug says, we can actually go to the person and let them know that we've been thinking about how we come across in spiritual conversations. We can even ask if they'd be willing to give us some honest feedback about how others might perceive us in this area. And if so, then we can listen carefully and apologize for any mistakes we might have made. Of course, we can't predict how the other person will respond. But by taking this approach, we can go a long way toward restoring the relationship. Well, we've reached the end of our program, but if you'd be interested in creating some God space for your own conversations, then I'd encourage you to get and read Doug's book for yourself. I think you'll be really glad you did.